Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Look at that, Steve. You got through it the first time. I owe you, bro. That's, I'm proud of you, man. See, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon and uh, good evening, as my man says here. He was having trouble. He didn't think he was going to get through it, but you know what? I believed in him, and here we are. So it's my turn now. Let's see if I can jack this up. Welcome to episode 194 of Heroes for Noise, and my name is Dan Ramirez. Hi, everybody. How you been? It's been a while. Been a it's been a while, like maybe like a month or something like that. So I hope you guys still remember who we are, uh, what we bring to the table, and uh, just get ready to enjoy yourselves. I have a feeling this is going to be a nice one. How about that, Steve? I feel like I'm uh, getting ready to take off on a flight. I'm like, you know, check your, uh, make sure your baggage is all checked in and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I wouldn't be a good flight attendant, huh? <laughs> Sit down and shut fantastic. the fuck up. Fantastic. I think that was that was your you missed your calling. Dude. Sit down and shut the fuck up and strap in because it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> you would have been the one. You'd have been the first person to do that viral thing where you make a funny intro. I'd be like, oh, that guy's funny. It would have been you because you would have been sick of saying the same thing. Everyone, all the plane the is crashing. I'm just kidding. Hi, everybody. I'm Dan. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> That's how I break the ice. <laughs> what's going on, man? Get this kitchen thing. Let's what's the update on the kitchen? What's been going on in the okay. life of Steve Hudson? Uh, the kitchen is very, very close. Uh, appliances have not been delivered yet. Um, and the dope thing is, they're like, we either we could put it in, and I found out that Costco installs it for free. And so I might have Costco do it, but I still need the granite, still need the sinks. Still need the plumbing, put all that stuff. Wow, that just sounds unpleasant and expensive, but Godspeed to you. You hey, put more work the other day into looking for a microwave dude. than Frodo dude. put into getting the fucking ring over to the to Mordor. I think that's Bro. how it works. I don't Bro, even know. You have no <laughs> idea. Clearly, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. Well, it was a debate. I was going to get one of those over-the-range hoods because they're like, that's what people are doing. Problem is, I don't think I have a big enough kitchen I need to save space, so I don't need a microwave on the on the counters. What kind of hood was it? The over the the over the range hood, you know those hoods that are like nice and silver over your. Oh your, yeah, yeah. Would you get the People, kind though that you can like pull back the hood so you could work properly? I've never seen that. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying now. Never mind, this, Steve. This guy. I'm talking about a convertible car where you could actually get there and work on your uh, interior. Uh huh. Shine your seats up a little bit. I, I feel you, bro. You know what I mean? Not a bean flicking you. joke, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kidding. I'm back. I'm back with the bean flicking joke. How y'all doing today? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, Steve. I, I, you know, according to the to the listeners, I'm all about just like ass jokes and stuff. So I just thought I would get that you? out of the way. I'd get it out of the way. Now Come we're done. On. Let's move along. Come on. I know. I know. Tell me about your week. You know, you went to a concert. Oh. <sighs> Has it been that long? It's been that long. Did we dude. not talk about that? We I feel like not. I've told a million people about that. You have not, G. Went to a concert and then watched a concert. Uh, we'll talk about that. Oh, one. that's going to be the big one, dude. Jeez Louise. Couldn't do it, man. Jeez Louise. You know, I, I well, we'll get there because I think you're making a sad mistake here, my friend. Oh, no, I'm going to. As a musicologist, I think this is something that if you miss it and you don't take in what it is and 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 watch what goes down... I think you're sort of missing out. Oh, no, I'm going to watch it. But in my, my I have to be in the mode. Otherwise, it, it will be make me a, have a sad day. I have well, to be in the mode to be like, this is going to be a fun time. 
fun for all. And then just walk away being like, that was fun. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Because then I'll start talking about it. But uh, yeah, so I did go to a concert. Wow, I feel like I've told. Wow. (laughs) It's been a long time since I've talked to you, my friend. Yes. All right. Well, for those that like old news and watch videos on our uh, community page, I went to go see Incubus and Sublime with Rome uh, a couple Fridays ago, actually. And it was fantastic. What I got. Yeah, they played that one. That was cool. Oh, I know why I felt like I talked about this. Because I was on Pop Culture Leftovers, or Patreon, the top 20. And I did it that weekend. And I was talking about it there. That's why it all makes sense now. That shit runs together after a while, dude. Dude. As you approach the uh, the age I'm approaching, <laughs> Stop one finds that uh, life blends together and I'm just wanting to retire and drink Earl Grey tea on Wait the porch. Wait a minute. Next month? Close enough. November. Uh, November 7th. Close enough, Steve. Let's go with that. <laughs> You're off by a day. You're getting better. I'm getting very, gee, I, I, I think this is, I think you turning that magic age is going to blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like, this is, I'm old enough to have 50 year old friends. Fuck off, Steve. No, I'm saying like, why are you going to make me edit now? I don't want this in there. Why not? But you know, it's funny. I have another 50 year old friend and he knows every time we talk on the phone, guess what we're talking about? Aches and pains. I'd be like, dude, you're almost a hundred. I'm like, you're halfway to 100, dog. He's like, that happened two years. He's 52 now. He's like, it happened two years ago. And you keep just reminding him, huh? All day. God damn. (laughs) Really looking forward to this. It was just when I had his get together, I was just sitting there looking at him being like, gee, does it feel weird? He's like, will you stop, man? Yes, it feels weird. It feels freaking weird. You better hope you don't fuck around in Thailand and get some kind of infection on your foot and then you lose a toe. Because I'll be like, damn, I have a friend with nine toes now. I never had a friend with nine toes before. As you should. As you should, and the funny thing is, uh, oh no. Anyway, back to um, let's talk about the the concert because otherwise we're gonna get yeah. Okay, all right. I, I'll get quick rundown. Quick rundown. It's I'll review. I don't know any Incubus songs, but I've heard they're really good. Now this is where you're making a mistake, sir. I oh, feel like sure, I dude. should uh, maybe I should make you a list, uh, like I did for the Foo Fighters back in the day. No, you know what the big one was that you got me into, other than the Foo Fighters, mm. Duran Duran. Yeah, you okay. made a great list on. Yeah, that one. so maybe I should just do that too. Yes. Because you're missing out on a good thing here. And it's cool it. to watch them kind of transcend, too. Incubus is a band that's been around since 91. They're Jesus from uh, Southern California, some city. I, I, forget, I always forget what it's called because I've only, like, I've never actually been there. And it's this weird somewhere in the valley place. I can't tell you where it is. I could look it up, but I just don't care. Yeah, but they've been around forever. And they started Reseda. off. No, it's not Reseda. <laughs> it's not Reseda. But, you know, you know who is from Reseda, Steve? Who? That would be Daniel LaRusso. He is from and and is it Reseda? Yeah, it's Reseda. You know that's place yeah. you got you, you got to be careful because it's all about karate kicks there and, and violence. You got to be careful. But back to the Incubus show, uh, they put on a fantastic show. They always do. They're one of those bands that can really just sound. It's almost like damn, are they record? Are they playing a recording? You know what I mean? Like they're that fucking good. And yeah, you, they're obviously not. But I mean, they they you, they could pull it off. Tools another band that's like that. As they get older, I'd say that that's changing a little bit. They usually put on a pretty active show. I'm really sorry, guys, by the way. You might hear me going, but my allergies are just kicking today for some reason. So I will try to work through that and hopefully not breathe too much into the microphone. But this was a, this was a good show, man, because uh, this is something that Gail has been. She likes this band way more than I do. That said, I love this band. I think she's really because I mean, we talked about how uh, Brandon Boyd, the singer, will pull your girl and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, skinny man. Look yeah. like a guru. Skinny man. Look like the dude on uh, 
what was his name again? Robert, uh, my man from uh, Umbrella Academy. That guy right there. Yeah. Robert Sheehan, Sheehan or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sheehan looks like him, kind of, in a way. He really does. They could like hang out and just pull chicks at a bar all night long, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm for fighting sure. both of them, for sure. For sure. But anyway, um, he wasn't doing so hot that night, though, man. He, he had uh, hurt his back. Because, you know, when you get older, that shit that happens. happens. That's what I hear. Yeah. I think he's got two years on you. What are you, 44 or 46? 44. Yeah. So he's got two years on you. So in two you years. You hurting your back then, G? And this dude's like an athlete and shit. So it could happen to anyone oh, in that's Thailand. that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm hearing, dude. <laughs> Just, you got to be careful, dude. Because I. Well, yeah. I'm, my passport is, is in flux. So I don't know how long it's going to. Uh, apparently, there's some sort of holdup with passports. I'm like, come oh, on, no. y'all. Well, there's a way to expedite it. And I can talk about that, too, because Sarah is in the process of getting one right now. Where's she going? She's going to Spain, but that's let's stay on that. Oh, for a second. sniff. Go ahead. That's what I said. I said, oh, sniff. And she said, dad language. So anyway, yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole show. Uh, let me just tell you this. It was Because okay, it it's like I talked about it two weeks ago. It's, it's out of my system. Now, I'm going to give you some highlights, okay? Anyway, I will say that Brandon Boyd hurt his back. So he did the whole show mostly from a stool, which was fine. Like I've seen oh, Dave yeah. Grohl do that and they killed it. And they yeah. put on this just this fucking great show. It, it was a it was like an A plus incubus show. OK, and that's all I can really say about that. But prior to that, there's uh, you heard of Sublime, of course. I have what I got uh-huh. Sublime with Rome is the new thing because Bradley Knoll died many years ago and they carried on this way. They, they tried to go under the name Sublime and then Bradley Knoll, his wife and the estate sued them. You can't use the name. They said Bradley no. no. He said they said Bradley no to them. <laughs> okay, Steve. cool. Just I'm glad you're sure. awake because that, that was just something I really shouldn't have just come up on, come up with on my own. So anyway, I've seen them before and they're good. I, they're not something that I choose to listen to a lot. How that said, I've been listening to Sublime with Rome lately just because of the vibe. You know, summertime. It's scorching here. It's only it's only 115 Oy. degrees outside. So Got to pretend I'm by the beach or something. So what was cool about this set? Is that uh, Rome Ramirez is from that area? He, according to him, where was it? I can't remember what town he said, but he said it's basically like four miles up the street, kind of thing. Oh, cool! So they're playing the set, and everyone's loving it. You know, it was, it was definitely like a trip back to the '90s, and which was cool about that too, because as I'm walking around, Sarah, it's, Sarah's with me, Gail's with me, and uh, Sarah and I went to go get merch and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, look at all my people, because. You know, I grew up with the crowd. We yeah. started off as some youngsters, and now we're bringing our kids and stuff like that. Absolutely. But it was a really good vibe because of that. There was no assholes. Everything went well. There was no line. Like, there was no grouchy people in the lines for merch. Everyone was friendly. It was just yeah. like a perfect thing. So Absolutely. back to the Sublime show, Rome, the singer, stops, and he's like, hey, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I grew up four miles away from here, and I've been to shows here before. I saw this person, that person, whatever, but I've never played here. And he's like, this is like a fucking dream come true. He's like, I have 50 of my friends and my family. And they did like sitting on the stage with them. And he's like, and this is just like the best thing ever. This is like living a dream. And uh, so that was cool. So when he did that, everyone got a little more into it, you know. That's and a then, thing right there, dude. Yeah, it was. But then, <laughs> but then he goes, uh, I want to dedicate this song to my mom. And then he played this song called Light On, which really, if you have heard like Sublime and then you went, let me hear this song Light On by Sublime with Rome. It sounds like two different bands. Okay. Like they've progressed and it just doesn't really sound like Sublime anymore, in my opinion, which isn't a bad thing. But under the moniker, it's, it's better that it says with Rome now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going yeah. kind of in a different direction. But that said, this song Light On was basically one of those songs about how every artist has these. You know, usually it's the whole I'm, I've been on the road. 
can't see my family, my friends, kids are, I don't even know who they are anymore. They're growing up. I, you know what I mean? I can't, I'm missing yeah. birthdays and graduations and all that kind of shit. Yes. But basically the, the chorus <clears throat> is something about uh, like for me, you'll leave the light on. Meaning he's singing to his mom that he knows that whenever he does come back, she's going to be there with the light on for him. Oh, so that's she, awesome. Yeah. So it's, it was, a, it's actually a really beautiful song, but he's singing this song and the cameramen, they knew what they were doing that night, dude. So it's, it's like him and then her. And then him and then her as he's singing this, right? And you're starting to feel it. And I think you know where this kid's going. He so Rome starts crying while he's singing. This of course. Because it was but it wasn't like a fake cry. It wasn't that Michael Jackson, she's out of my life. I'm gonna cry every concert kind no, of cry. No, dude. This was a real like he was having an experience up there. Of you know course, what I mean? Dude. And he said he's like, I'm gonna remember this night for the rest of my life at one point in the concert. That's beautiful. Yeah. But he's crying, and the whole fucking crowd starts getting all misty and stuff. Cause it was just this really beautiful moment. Yes, dude. So that happens. And then, you know, let me pull this up. Cause I don't think you don't know this song, right? Yes. But maybe you can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about here. Let me see if I can pull this up. All right. So they have this song called Bad Fish, okay? Yeah. Very popular song. What are you mm-hmm. going to do with me? Are you going to let me play this one? Yeah. Is it about food poisoning? <laughs> it's about getting a little bit of <laughs> some, tainted, some tainted unagi. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. <laughs> you know, I was going to play the sample, but whatever. I'm having some issues with that. So okay. anyway, it's just got this very familiar acoustic intro. Okay. And when you hear it, it's the it's one of the crowd pleasers. So everyone's going to go off when they hear this song. Right. So he's playing it. And it's like it's just three chords, four chords, maybe. And uh, he just keeps playing it over and over again. He's like looking at the crowd. He's like, hey, put your lights up, that kind of thing. Oh, dope. And all the lights are going up. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, this is uh, he's this is a moment I'll never forget. He's like, this is the, one of the greatest moments of my life. This is the best night of the tour. And he's just talking about it and everything. And I'm not playing it up now, but it's been two weeks. Like I could have told you a much better story with that. But the the take home is, is that it was one of those things like, um, you know, like in movies, when it's it's about like a triumphant moment in a band's career. Yes. It was yes. like that, dude. That's it was dope. like that. That That's scene dope. could have been in a movie. That's and it dope. just fucking sold it, dude. And and after, you know, he had mentioned that he was from there and everything, and he was like familiar, you know, he was making himself one of the audience members, being local. Everyone just ate it up and it just became like the greatest night. Everyone was dancing, singing, like it was kind of weird because I'm still kind of covety, but people wanted to be hugging each other and shit. And oh, that's dope, Jay. It was super, super dope. Yeah, so I had a really good time, man. I mean, it was a top-notch concert, a perfect way to like end the summer. And uh, I'm really grateful I went. But I got to tell you, Steve, they're playing, oh gosh, maybe you won't be able to go. Maybe I won't be able to go. But they're playing October 6th. Incubus is playing October 6th in Vino Robles. And pass the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this beautiful little theater. It's a really good, that's a really good venue. Yeah, dude, that would be one to go to, man. Like, I really think, because you know how you were saying you, as you're getting older and people say, hey, you should go check something out. You're like, why not? Maybe I should. Yeah. I would highly recommend, as someone who's appreciation, excuse me, who is an appreciator of music, a musicologist and a musician, I think you would totally see what they're, like, you would just come out going, wow, like, they were doing some shit that I just didn't expect them to do. You know what I mean? Or they That's just, really dope. Yeah, Incubus is one of those great bands, man. So is, yeah. is Incubus normally a stadium band? They yeah, they've definitely crossed that. Okay. First time I saw them was like in ninety nine. They had this song called Pardon Me. Have you ever heard that song before? Pardon no. Me? 
You had to have heard something from these guys, dude. I, it wouldn't be on the radio station. I, I didn't listen to ra- we didn't really listen to radio. Once radio was done, mm-hmm. we never listened. I'm just thinking though, like just from movie, you know what I mean? It's one of those songs. Like maybe you've heard this one. I'm not going to play the whole fucking thing. What is going on with my shit today? Maybe, maybe I just won't play it. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my stuff. But today. I because when you what was the venue you saw Incubus and uh, Sublime at? Shoreline Amphitheater. So stadium stadium artists do Shoreline. Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't what know is that. it? I think the capacity is around sixteen to seventeen thousand. That's hmm. a good number right there. That's a pretty good number. Maybe it's twenty. Shoreline Amphitheater might be twenty because I think Save Mart Center in our town is actually. Uh, I think 16. Save Mart's 16. Yeah, yeah. Shoreline's so, bigger than Save Mart Center? Shoreline, Amph- I'm going to find out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, amphitheater capacity. I'm going with um, 20,000. Let's see. I'm going with Oh, 22.5. Damn. 22.5. That's a lot of people, dude. That's a grip. That's a hot chunk of change. Damn, I didn't know Atlantis Morissette could fill 22,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Just on nostalgia shocker. alone, you know? Dude, that nostalgia is... Tr- if you put out a, an album at the right time... You could actually just tour on that album for sure. If you put it in the in the right moment in the nineties, mm-hmm. you could just tour on that. The weird thing is, there's not another decade like that. The eighties, nineties, seventies gave you like if you got one monster album today, you could come out and just go ahead and tour on that album. Not anymore, dude. <laughs> Those days are over, man. Like this album, Incubus has this album. I was going to play one song to see if you've you never heard "Wish You Were Here." You've never heard that no, song before. Jesus no. Christ! Why? Why? I, I haven't had... heard an Incubus song. I don't believe that, but I'm going to go ahead and say okay, and then I'm going to say that I'm going to change that and send you a playlist. Okay. Okay. As I need to send one to my daughter too, because she's got a very wide range of music that she listens to, but she is lacking in the '90s hip hop department, and I feel like I failed her as a father. Huh. Well, I, I mean, that. That, I think she'll. I think she'll naturally just. She'll hear something from someone and probably go digging, and next thing you know, that's gonna get her into '90s hip hop. Hip hop. She'll hear a song from someone like who's who's that? Get on iTunes, and they'll start. Oh, you might like this too. Then, and next thing you know, she's in. Yeah, I'm still of the opinion that there's no finer era of hip hop. That's just my opinion. Maybe that's because. Oh no, that's me. for that's for sure, dude. That's, that's when for, they were telling stories. Oh, dude, it meant something. When, it meant, I mean, all you have to say is the Chronic and Doggy Stock came out that in that decade. That's a oh, nutso double hitter, dude. Yeah, that. I mean, Cypress Hill, House of Pain, Wu Tang Clan, fucking Jungle Brothers, Buster Planet, Diggable Planet. It just goes on. De La Soul. Well, De La Soul was eighties. I'm tripping. Yeah, but they kind of. I think they had a little bit more popularity in the nineties, wouldn't you say? Oh, they, they started, what was it like 89 for them, huh? Yeah, 89. Okay, so yeah, they, they kind of fell under that there. But I would still consider that 90s. I know it's they not were, like technically, but. It, I believe if they did an, if they did a like golden age hip hop tour mm-hmm. where it had all those Rakim, De La Soul, like all the heavy hitters, I do believe it would be very successful. Well, it's I kind of went to that. them all. Huh? Remember a few years back, I kind of oh. went to that, dude. I went to Wu-Tang and De La Soul and The you Far did. Side and Rakim. You that was a good show. That was a very good show. Rakim could still get it on, bro. Yeah, but you know what? F- um, yeah. Far Side, not so much. That's a shocker. And if I'm being honest, well, I, you know, they only had a few songs, so I really shouldn't say that. But De La really wasn't that impressive. Maybe in a, headlining, maybe in a headlining situation. Maybe in... And this is just my opinion, but maybe like in a smaller venue, 
where it could be a little more intimate. They could they could command the crowd. That day, not so much. I think they'd be good if they did a what's a good venue here. If they did a Saroyan sized, yeah, but with aisle seating, then they'd be they'd rock. I don't think they'd ever. I don't think they'll ever have a, a hip hop concert at the Saroyan. They just they just they the the higher ups don't believe in it. <laughs> They're all we gave you Hamilton. Now stop. It, that's as far as it's going. That's as dude. far as it's going. And that was man, but and that was great. But man, I think if you gave like Nas, because Nas does it like in a tux now, Nas would rock the Saroyan, dude. Fresno seems to think that Nas should be out in Woodward Park. That's the weirdest thing ever, dude. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Nas, he's actually on tour with Wu Tang right now. Oh man, I That'd know Method is on. I know, I know Method's up there. Yeah, they're all good. Like who's okay? Genius, and not Method so looks much. great, dude. Jizza for fifty something. Jizza, not so much. Is Jizza up there? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Not they so better much. have the words up. He forgot his lyrics. <laughs> yeah. He has a habit of doing that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Like, you know what? I'm sure he's very appreciative of the rest of the crew. Hey, thanks. Well, Meth actually knows his stuff. Meth looks like he's 25 years old still. It's pretty strange. And he's rocked out now. Which yeah. Is, oh, the older men that get rocked out. Wait a minute. Am I in that crowd if I get rocked out? I think I would because I got a gray beard. So I'll fool people. Yeah. You're oh, not but rocked I'm, out though. No. You're very no. slim. I'm getting, I'm getting there. My buddy of mine got on uh, some AIDS, uh, you know, to help muscle growth in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I see it. I, he showed me a picture. I was like, dude, that's a week. <laughs> Are Jesus you thinking Christ. of doing that? No, no. When he said your gonads may shrink, I'm like, guess what? I'm not doing. And he yeah. said, oh, you might get pimples. I'm like, wrong again, Bob. So no, but it does make a difference, Jay. I know there are people that strongly disagree with that like mentality that you know your shit's going to shrink up and oh, backing and stuff and you have to do it a certain way and i'm sure there is logic to that but from what i've seen and i'm not saying that it's like it's untrue you know but the people that i have seen personally yeah. fucking with this yeah. not a good thing it's not they it, look good it, for a while and then it's like why are y'all red and angry all the time yeah dude it's, it's not a good <clears throat> it's not a good and from and for me it's like well i don't try i'm not trying to look like meth. and meth uh, he just, you know, he works out hard, eats right. and I think meth is natural. Oh, for sure. He looks natural. Compared to what he, you're just comparing, like for, my, for me, I'm like, man, he's rocked out. Compared to what he was is what we're saying. We're like, dang, we didn't expect yeah. this. And man, that dude can rap his, to this day, he just did a feature on somebody's album. And I was like, Jesus, man, meth can still like hang with the best of like them. When you slow down meth, you've I done your you, job. I mean, thank <laughs> you for keep going, keep going, but. These Take 90s rappers off, love the game, dude. They love it. We like, need more they like love that. hip-hop, man. Yeah. Rakim loves hip-hop. You know, you know. These Day-Law, youngsters don't have it. the work ethic anymore. Oh, dude, no. Like, they'll put out an album every two, three years. Back in the day, it's like, you better put out an album. Remember how many albums Jay-Z put out? Yeah. That dude, <laughs> yeah. That dude used to drop albums all the time. So man. did MF Doom. Man, look, I'm so sad I got into him later on. It's so unfortunate. Now, mind you, I, w- I was not as huge fan as you, like all y'all super fans, but I do believe, I was like, man, that dude had rhyming skills, but I wasn't as big. Even when I got into him, I was like, he's good. Yeah. If I'm being real and there's no shade towards it, I would just be, I'm being honest. I wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but a huge appreciator of MF Doom. And also there's this backlash to like, I was talking to Maj, I said, man, Eminem used to be able to rap. Kids hate Eminem now. It's like a thing you're supposed to do. What's up with his dye beard? 
Weird, isn't it? It is very weird, man. It's very strange, man. Because, you know, you've seen me. I can pretty much go full on Santa Claus if I grow a beard. And it's been that way for a long time. I'm just yeah, somebody like Let the grays out. I just grayed sooner. Like, I'm, you know, a product of my dad. And he was a silver fox at like 28. I at least made yeah. it to like 40. But, yeah, it's pretty gray. So someone was like, I was talking about this. Like, why don't you grow your beard out? You look good with a beard. And I'm like, because I don't want to look old you know well then diet no because then i really fucking look old it looks strange, that does dude. that is not a look of youth that is a look no. of i'm really trying to hold on to something that's not there anymore in my opinion no offense to any of y'all that die beards but that's how i feel i love i love uh when i was trying to grow my beard it, it, it i didn't mind looking elderly i'm gonna give it another try. usually once a year i'm gonna give it another try so let's see how 23 treats me because i looked at myself this year with that beard and i'm like Okay, yeah, it looks good. You can grow a nice beard, but it just, I think it's also because of my age right now. There's just a lot of mental shit going on. Of course, dude. <laughs> that I'm sort of fighting off, but you know what? It, it, it is the season, dude. I mean, I can't fight this, so I might as well embrace it. And then I look at other people my, that are older than me that are still getting love, you know? Yeah. So. Yes, dude. I know you're it's not, not that. Old. I know. I know it's not that. Old. Everyone's like, you're fucking ridiculous. Okay, wait till you get here and then tell me that I'm being ridiculous. Isn't Grohl older than you? He's 52, 53. Yeah, dude. Yeah. See? Oh, girl. God damn it. God damn it, man. Should we talk about that? Should we just go Let's into do that? It, man. I mean, we'll kind of go. Well, it's us, guys. We'll probably go in and out of stuff. To the but... Dan's Love Fest. Man. Okay. So <clears throat> last Saturday, <laughs> yeah. something really special went down. Uh, it's going to go down again at the end of the month, but I have a feeling that if you didn't catch this one, I think that's where most of. <sighs> I'll explain. I think that's where most of the actual raw magic happened. You know, and, and what I'm getting at is, oh, I know you've seen some of this, right? Uh-huh. So what have you seen? I and saw... what I'm talking about, guys, I'm sorry. What I'm talking about is the Taylor Hawkins Memorial Concert that happened at Wembley Stadium last Saturday. Taylor Hawkins died March 25th of this year, and Foo Fighters have basically been silent since. Jesus. Dave Grohl was si- Yeah, I know. Crazy. March? Yeah, it was the day before my kid's birthday. That's why I remember that day. That is so long ago. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Life. amazing that. I mean, it's only been a few months, and, you know, and it was kind of like it was all put on hold. I know that people were dealing with like the people that know Taylor Hawkins obviously dealt with their their feelings privately. Absolutely. But for the rest of the world, it was kind of put on hold. You know, we just Foo Fighters disappeared. Dave Grohl disappeared. And then maybe a month ago, you started seeing them at like, you know, hanging yeah, out yeah, at, a, at a gig or some you know some asshole from paparazzi following him. Yes, yeah, he had to kind of like uh, work his way back into the, the world. I think, but I can honestly say that I guess this is just my opinion. I feel like I saw the wear and tear on him that day. You know, I'm not hating. I'm not throwing shade, but the guy's he's a little heavier. He's a drinker. I'm sure losing your brother and your best friend, you're going to pound absolutely. A little bit more you know, he just looked. He didn't look as healthy as he normally does. He looked aged and it was it was sad kind of, but it's like, you know, everyone goes through that period. Like when yeah. you're just when you're just mourning. And I do feel that he's still mourning this. And it was very I obvious. I mean, his brother died. It was very yes. obvious. But yes. uh, so that said, what did you catch as far as uh, actual food fighter performance? Um, I saw I, I saw him and Taylor's son oh. go crazy. I didn't even know Taylor's son could play. Jesus, I didn't either, bro. And, and that kid's a beast. He pounds the shit out of those drums. Yeah, he kills it. Uh, he I saw that one. I saw obviously Paul. Man, Paul. Okay. Man, Paul, I think I like the tone of what you're saying here. G. It sounded like shit, Steve. You G. know it did. 
You here's know my it. problem, dog. Here's what? my problem. Uh-huh. Uh his voice is going. It's terrible. I'm sorry. It's going. God bless him. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't change the keys to anything though. No. But and here's so, yeah, it's tough. Okay, so you didn't watch the whole show. No. Uh, speaking of Paul, let's get to Paul. Yeah. Because I mean, there are people actually like reached out to me and they wanted me to talk about this. So let's just talk about it now. And we'll kind of go around. I, I saw more than you did. So I have some some notes. I just kind of wrote a few things down and I'll talk about it. But um, All right. So throughout the day, the show started I at think eight. this should be the time, by the way. What do you mean? I think we should use the time to do this. Okay. I really do. Because it's a fairly, right when, I, when you talk to me about it, I'm like, we shouldn't talk movies. This is like a big enough event. That, that just uh, sounds like, but you haven't seen enough of it, so that sounds matter. like it sounds. It's going to be me talking the whole time. Okay, if I went to if I went to this concert and you didn't, guess what I'd be talking about? Well, I'm going to talk about it, but don't there tell me how long to talk about it, Steve. You're not my forever. Boss. You're not my dad, <laughs> <laughs> Papa Steve. Me and my 50 year old son. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I need diapers. <laughs> All right. Anyway, fuck you. you did, the funny thing is, you did an impersonation of yourself talking way different. Dad, I need to. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Don't analyze me right now. You got me going in too many different directions. Is that how you see yourself? Yeah, kind of. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. If you're my dad, that's how I'm going to be. And basically, dad. you know what? Change my, my messy diaper. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, <clears throat> throughout the day, it started at 8 30 in the morning Pacific time. This show went on for six hours. Beautiful. And I just got in, man. I was thinking, oh, God, it's getting to the end, and I got to go to work. And But I, <laughs> it, like a nerdy, I don't even know why I did this, Steve, because it's a television set that's stationary. I didn't have to drive or fly to, to London and then go to Wembley. It's a, something that's it's live, but it's on the television in which I just click on, Absolutely. and it's there. Yes. Uh-huh. Not me. Mm-mm. I camped out. <laughs> I actually slept on the couch the night before because my bed that I bought is so fucking comfortable. I'll oversleep like a lot now, you know, more, not a lot, but I mean more than I, more often than I want to, I tend to oversleep because it's okay. just so comfortable. And I did not want to do that. Must be the mattress you bought. You mean? Yeah. I bought okay. a mattress with the, with the, the whole remote control and the, oh, the legs the, um, go link. up and everything. Text me the link. Uh, I don't know if I have a link. Okay, well, I I want something like that. But go on. Anyway, They're all over on. the place, Steve. You're gonna go. Yeah, I want your brand when you're searching. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that, Steve. Yes, endorsed by me. Mention my name and they'll give you a discount. Zidanathan. Just tell them the Manathan. The Manathan sent me for this. For reason. sure. Yeah. But anyway, I camped out. Like I literally slept on the couch for it, and I got up in the morning. I hit it, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay. It's going to be on in 59 seconds. And I'm like oh, losing nice. my shit because nice. I don't know what's going to happen. And show starts off and then it's immediately a slideshow. Dude, a slideshow. Uh, them slideshows get me, mm-mm, dog. Mm-mm, you know what I mean? But mm-mm. so I'm already like emotional. And I knew I was going to shed some. And course, I did. Dude. I shed tears. Of course I did. You know how I feel about this, man. And I don't know why. But. I'm I'm heartbroken about Taylor Hawkins, and, I, and that is not even a, like hyperbole. It's just I'm fucking heartbroken by this. So this the show starts, the slideshow starts, and then the Foo Fighters all walk out. Well, the, all you know, yes, uh, everyone but you. Taylor, obviously. Absolutely. And I didn't mean something stupid, but it was just no. like they're it's the Foo. They're Fighters. not the Foo Fighters. It anymore. just felt different, you know. They walk but, out and they okay. just stand there and they're just watching the crowd, and everyone's just fucking cheering their hearts out for him and everything. And then Dave does this, you know, this we're here to celebrate and he gives a pretty nice little speech and everything. And he's like, and, and it's just going to be a day of just nonstop rock and, and, and celebration and light, you know, celebrating life and death. 
and that's pretty much what it was, man. Uh, the the cast of excuse me, the uh, lineup I should say was pretty incredible because there was a lot like Taylor Hawkins was a classic rock guy. And mm-hmm. he also was so versatile that he just played with a bunch of different people. He had a bunch Absolutely. of, in my, I mean like Omar Hakim was, did you see Omar Hakim play? No, I did not see Omar Hakim. Jesus Christ. That dude's badass, dude. He's, he's something else. But anyway, yeah, he was there. And he, I didn't realize that he actually played for uh, like date. He played on David Bowie's album. He's played on so many. He played on thriller. He played on thriller. Was, yeah, I think he did. Had he see, has he played for Stevie wonder? Of course. Yeah, I thought yeah. so, yeah. Because I just did a quick list. He played for every. He's one of those guys that's always been, like, I know who he is, but I didn't yeah. know his whole, like, you know, his catalog or whatever. Absolutely. But, but holy shit. What a, he's what played a, for every. He's one of the most famous studio drummers that has ever lived. Yeah. So he was there. Um, the reformation of the James Gang. Do you know who the James Gang is? I would play oh, a song for you, Steve, but my shit's not working today. Okay. But uh, um, you know who the Eagles are, right? I do. I know, you know, I'm just kidding. But uh, Joe Walsh of the Eagles, he had a band, a side band called the James Gang. And they yeah. just, they reformed specifically for this show for them. That's beautiful. They had been around. Uh, Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age played with them and and uh, Niles Nile, Rodgers came out too. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. And they played Let's Dance by David Bowie. Oh, wow. And it, they killed it. And I don't I don't think you know who Josh Homme is, but big, tall, red-headed white boy that plays for Queens of the Stone Age. Very talented. Kind of an arrogant dude, to be honest with you. But And his swagger on stage kind of proves that. But he nailed that shit. Like, as far as vocally, nailed it. Sounded fantastic. They played that. Played a couple songs. Every band was, like, playing just a couple of songs, you know? So it was them. The Pretenders came out. Chrissy Hine came out and played with Dave Grohl, who also played bass fantastic bass player. He plays it kind of like, like, like punk style. You know what I mean? But he's, he's obviously he can play guitar. He can play in bass, but he, he killed it. Uh, Mark Ronson and Violet Grohl, Dave's, Dave's daughter came out and they did some songs, some Jeff Buckley songs. One that threw me that I was not expecting. And I have mentioned her on the show before. Kesha. Came oh, wow. Okay. Now that's interesting. You probably, I would guess you know more about her than I, I do. do. Okay. So my only reference to her was that TikTok song. Mm-hmm. And which is to this day the most annoying song in the world to me. Like I hate that song, and I just thought that's what she was. I kind of wrote her off, dude. She killed it. She's got a great voice. She was playing. I forget what they were playing, but Taylor's band. They're called Chevy Metal, and there was this amazing cover band. Yeah, that was kind of like an all star thing. They had this like interchangeable lineup, and they. I was really hoping to see them one day, and obviously that won't happen now. But they came out and they played songs, and Kesha. She killed it, dude. I was like, wow, you've got a really good voice. I just didn't know that she could do that. I know there's like some drama with her, like her label, and they wanted yeah. to kind of keep her a certain way. But I kind of, I was like, wow, I might have to listen to some Kesha now because she was actually pretty good. That was cool. Violet Grohl, she's a star, dude. She's, oh, she's a star. Yeah, yeah. You know, she kind of had like a, a bit of like a uh, sort of like a Billie Eilish vibe going on. Yeah. And, but, it was really promising. This show showed that rock is not dead. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's probably a whole bunch of kids just, you know, they're in school right now, Steve. But they're, I mean, waiting, the weekends, in the, they're and waiting in the wings. Dude. There are garages with equipment waiting for these kids. Absolutely. To create new art. And it mm-hmm. was very promising, man. But Violet Girl was awesome. Uh, Nandy Bushnell. Phew, Jesus, dude. I saw her. 12 years old, G. She's, she's incredible. She, she is, is her drumsticks are an extension of her very body. She is something else. And, you know, it's been a, if you guys don't know who uh, Nanny Bushnell is, if you probably do, if you have Twitter or something, but she's, it just started off. She was this 
this young British girl, I would say probably nine, ten that started off. And she was just very she just had so much energy and she would play along with songs. She played the drums and she would like scream. And you, you just really it was like infectious how much she was enjoying herself. Yep. One day she got the idea to and Dave tells the story to reach out to him and be like, hey, I challenge you to a drum battle. And because Dave Grohl is who he is, he's like, yeah, game on. And they became friends that way. And she, when uh, Foo Fighters on their last tour, when they played the Forum, they brought her over to play Everlong with them. You know, like she's Nuts, she's dude. she's family. So they brought her back to her from her. You know, I don't know if she lives uh, near Wembley, but she was yeah. there. Obviously, a lot easier to get there than to America. Yeah. <laughs> and she just killed. It's cool because you see her growing up. She looks older and everything, and her style is, dude. It's amazing how like I looked. I was like. Have I not seen her for a long time? Yeah. Kids just grow really Kids fast. Kids just grow really fast. They have those weird growth spurts, man. Dude. But she's so fucking talented. She's so talented. So it was really cool. Like I, and, and then did you happen to see any Wolfgang Van Halen stuff? I did, actually. <laughs> Listen, man. I was talking to Rob Forrest about this. Because, yeah. You know, when Eddie Van Halen died, uh-huh. he really should have gotten some kind of a tribute. Like that man put in work. And he is responsible for so much of what rock has now. And he's just this major influence. He is, he is, he's a rock god, you know? He is a god. He is such a god. He's a god among men, I, Steve. Yes, I just read, I oddly enough, I just read an article on Eddie Van Halen. And it's like, this dude did a lot more than I actually knew. And I don't even know why it came back around, but something happened. Oh, Thrillers. Thriller's 40th anniversary. Uh, and they talked about the big deal where, you know, Michael called Eddie and was just like, dude, you changed the song to something. Like you changed it into a, this is a hit now. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this is big news, man. This is, he's a big deal in, in more than just there. But man, yeah, I didn't know, but I, I was not aware. I was not aware, dude. Not of Eddie, but Wolfgang. I mean, wow. <laughs> just I did not wild. know. I yeah, didn't know. Man. He was just, it was, it was, I mean, I'm kind of, I was speechless watching this first of all, because like I said, you know, Eddie really should have gotten like a tribute and this sort of felt, or a memorial concert. And this sort of felt like a micro version of what he should have gotten. He you know? really should have gotten way more. Yeah. He's on stage with Dave Grohl. He's on stage with Justin Hawkins, who's the lead singer of a band called The Darkness. Just murdering that guitar, dude. They played. I didn't hot- know who he was. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. No, yeah. until they put the, until I found, I was like. Holy crap! Yeah. Oh, you probably just saw a lot of like TikTok and Twitter stuff, huh? No, no, no. I watched the. Uh, I you know I was I was flipping between like I was looking at videos mm-hmm. and I was clicking all the different. What, what am I interested in seeing? What am I interested in seeing? And I somehow clicked on the video and didn't know who he was. And I was like, oh. And then it said Wolfgang von yeah. Halen. I was like, dude, oh, looks just like his mom. God. Looks just like his mom, dude. Oh, really? Uh, Valerie Burton Alley. Oh yeah, definitely has the Valerie Bertinelli. He's got the Valerie Bertinelli look and the Eddie Van Halen fingers. That dude, see, Eddie has a tone, and I know you can mimic a tone. You know, you can get the equipment, you can mimic a tone, and somewhat the style. But it was like Eddie was playing through him. It's like, in his blood. Dude. It was yeah. I mean, it it's makes all the blood. sense in the world. Much <clears throat> like you know, that's why later on in the evening, Shane Hawkins went up there and just destroyed because it's just in the blood. That is, and here's the funny part with Shane. I don't know what he's going to do for a living. Maybe he does this, but if he doesn't, I totally get it. But even if he doesn't do this, and this is like a, yeah, I just know how to play. Mm-hmm. It may not be what I want to do. For, I'll be like, it makes total sense that on a side note, 
you also destroy the the drums because it's in your very blood, even if you didn't mean to. Well, he definitely wants to be a drummer. You didn't see the Dave Chappelle thing where he came out and talked about the night that he spent with them, right? No. So did you ever see the video? I think it was in New York. Yeah, it was in New York. And uh, he came out and he kind of did like a goofy version of Creep with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that night, after that show, rather, they all went to the Blue Note, which is that jazz club. That's the jazz club. You know where uh, uh, Roth Annual was filmed? Yeah. That club. Mm-hmm. And somehow Shane got in, I guess, because you're, you know, you're with Dave Chappelle, dude. You're, you're with Dave Chappelle and Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. So you're going to get into this place. But he just said it was this really cool thing because, you know, he, he'd, I guess he's friends with them. So he'd seen the kid. He's talked to him a few times. But that night he was more interested in like, instead of watching the musicians, he was more interested in listening to Shane and Taylor just talk music and talk drums and, and just, you know, just. He basically, uh, Shane told his dad, he's like, yeah, you can't do that shit that the, tra- that the jazz drummer was doing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, those are real musicians up there. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he, he just told this really nice story. And it, it's just, I don't know. I guess when I see Dave Chappelle these days, I don't really think too fondly of him. But it was kind of nice of him to tell that story. And it's nice that he, he shared that experience on stage. But, uh, yeah, this there's just there was six hours, dude. Six hours. What else happened? Uh, did you see Rufus Taylor play? No. Okay. Do you know who Rufus Taylor is? I do not know who Rufus Taylor is. He is Roger Taylor of Queen's Son. Oh, snap. Also playing the drums. And oddly, (laughs) dude, you have to pull this up just to take a look at it. It was so weird seeing him play with the Foo Fighters because he looked, I mean, he doesn't like, you know, when his head's down, his hair's just like bashing around and shit. He looked like Taylor Hawkins. It was weird. It was very weird. And I and I, I, I was saying to Gail, I'm like, there's no way that when they rehearsed, they were rehearsing this, they didn't all just stop for a second and go, isn't this fucking weird? You know what I mean? Because he just looked so much like him up there playing. It's crazy. Everyone's like, oh, he's the obvious choice. I think that would be weird. If they give it to him, he is a talented drummer. But I think that would be kind of weird for them. I have a feeling who may get the gig. I would like to say, I, you know what I think is going to happen? I think it's uh-huh. going to be a touring drummer. I don't think yes. they'll ever be a permanent member no. that's a drummer in the Foo Fighters anymore. No. If they, in fact, ever play again. I think there are only two people that are up for the job. Okay, who? Uh, Shane and Nandy. No, no. Shane's too young. Nandy's way too young. To have a touring schedule like that, they're both too young. They're in school. Dude, but remember, back in the day, like on these like Motown reviews, they had kids. Yeah. And if this is what you, if, if my son was like, I want to do this for a living, yeah. I would legit be like, then go, dude. Yeah. Like, then why are you even continuing? Sc- go. Yeah. If this is what you want to do, go. This is a one shot. This is your one shot. And say he takes he takes a year off. Well, then go back to school afterwards if you want. Yeah. But you have a year of tour, and I don't even know if they go for a year. If the Foo Fighters do, they tour for years. multiple years, multiple countries. Then they play go, three dude. hours a night, dude. I don't think this kid's ready for that. Man. That's just my opinion. Okay. But I think. That the, oh, I'll just say this. I think the person that did the best overall perf- like drumming up there was someone I was not expecting whatsoever, which was Travis fucking Barker. That yeah. dude is a beast. I on saw the drums. that performance too. That dude is uh, like, I'm like, holy shit. I mean, his style, everything. I've just always, I don't know what it is about him. He's kind of bugged me because he's just got, I don't know what it is about him. I think it's because his association with Blink-182, who I really do not like. So I just kind of lumped him in. But that dude has that dude, that mad must, skills. I might, I might be a hater. I hated his monkey wrench. I hated it. Huh? I, Interesting. I didn't like it. I That's okay. Like it. He didn't play like Taylor at all. Well, he's not Taylor, first of all. I know, but the thing is, your goal in that setting, and I might be a hater, 
But your goal in that setting is to be like, I'm not going to do Travis Barker on Monkey Wrench. I'm going to be doing a tribute to Taylor playing Monkey Wrench. I'll say this. I, I okay. will disagree with you strongly on that. All right. I think it sounded really good. And I think that it, and I personally thought he did the closest to Taylor. He's not, wow. he doesn't have that style. He doesn't look like Taylor up there, but I feel like he, he, he did the best drum performance. Okay. That's just my opinion. Fair. Um, followed by, I'd say him. And then who else? See, Nandy only played one song. They're kids. You know what I mean? So Nandy only played one song. Shane only played one song. Yes, it was the like probably the highlight of the concert because of all the emotion involved and what's, you know, what's going on up there. But I don't know. I, I think it's gonna I'm gonna have to give it to Trav, old Trav Barker. And then there was Josh Freeze. Are you familiar with him? I don't know who Josh Freeze Josh is. Josh Freeze is uh he's one of those guys that plays with everybody. And he's he's played with Perfect Circle. He's played with Nine Inch Nails. He's played with Sublime with Rome. Just he plays with everybody, dude. The Vandals, everyone. And uh, I've seen him play multiple, like just oh shit, Josh Freeze is up there. You know, whatever the yeah, drummer was sick, for sure, some random band. Yeah, very good. Uh, he's very talented too. I felt like he was the one that was really not playing like Taylor, like like what you're saying. I felt like like he did a great job. Don't get me wrong. But it felt weird. And maybe it was because he was the first. Like, you saw that whole emotional thing when he does times like these, right? Oh, Jesus, dude. Jesus Christ, man. That's uh, when, I, that's to, when I the told waterworks, you I had to stop it. Yeah. That's when the waterworks really uh, came Because it was like. Well, anyway. Well, I'll get back to that. But anyway, yeah. When he played that, I was so raw with it all. I was just, you know, and when the song kicks in, Taylor used to do all these drum fills and stuff. And. And as did Josh Freeze, but it just felt weird. So maybe I wasn't being fair to him. And it's a weird time signature, that intro. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah. very strange time signature. And I will say this. I'm, I'm, mind you, I'm not... Tra- Let me tell you something. If there was a hip-hop show, I want to clarify. If there's a hip-hop... Like, if Snoop was like, hey, uh, I got Travis Barker on the drums. I'm like, oh, it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that dude can play. Yeah. Make no mistake. The boy can play his tail off. Mm-hmm. Not just for like, oh, he plays good for a rocker. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He can legit play i just i think for the specific pocket that taylor had and taylor had a hell of a pocket mm-hmm. where you'd almost forget he was there yeah because he's just the he was the he was the foundation for the foo fighters you would forget that anything's even happening and you know but you can't forget travis barker he's up there you know doing travis barker now that i'll agree with I mean, he has a he has a certain style and flair and everything like that. But uh, I was very appreciative of his performance. Oh no! For, I mean, and and in my brain, and I think, mind you, this is a stupid idea. And I know in my brain, I would just like, uh, in my since you're saying a tour, no one's gonna join the Foo Fighters. It's gonna be a touring drummer. I think so. And I was, and I was like, well, then just get the best drummer from a rock band that you can possibly get and have him tour with you like i heard uh not using this person but i heard tools drummers good amazing i was like get somebody you know and just say since you're not joining the foo fighters you are a guest and we just tour with you you do the songs we kill it yeah knowing that we'll never get a we're not going to ever put someone in the foo fighters we just have a touring drummer just do that dude you're totally right i really feel like that's the that's the move. Obviously, totally whatever right. decision they come with is oh, going to be the move. Yeah. But I think you're right, though. You're if right. I had my druthers, I would say that would be the way to go. You're totally right. Dude. As a respect thing, they've been around for 26 years. It's not like they're going to make another 15 albums. Yeah. And you don't want to do the what Queen was doing. We're getting different singers to tour with them and stuff. Yeah. And I got say, stuff to oh. say about Queen, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, but anyway, but moving on. Let's yeah. Uh, yes. 
got stuck on Travis for a second, but uh, I th- I thought he did a really good job. What else okay. did I write down here? So, yeah, Rufus Taylor looking really odd. Like I'm just reading my notes. Re- looking very odd, like Taylor Hawkins, Travis Barker. What else do I got here? Uh, the Wolfgang. I think I pretty much covered everything. I will say that London is an extremely mellow crowd. Like, there's London and then there's like Japan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, also London. Uh, that stadium yeah. has an air of um respect. Yeah, Wembley is a different venue. Yeah, and I mean I'm an American and we're rowdy and shit. Yeah. But it was just, but it was just like loud cheer, silence. Loud yes. cheer, silence. That's weird for me. You know? Wembley has a very specific. Every time you've seen a Wembley, uh, the only thing, the only time I've ever seen Wembley not normal is yeah. when Michael Jackson was there, where it was like, okay, we got to carry people out on it. People lost their shit. They, yeah. yeah, but normally, like even when you saw like Freddie, they were really just engaged. Yeah, you know, singing along with them. Wembley. They weren't rude by any means. It no. wasn't like that, and they were clearly feeling it. Like you just, you oh, would see beautiful. these shots of people just crying it's a perfect, and singing. It's a perfect crowd. Perfect yeah, it was a perfect crowd. crowd. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could have asked for if you the fact that Taylor Hawkins was able to because that's what I consider it. It wasn't the people that that sold out Wembley. It was Taylor Hawkins that he was able to fill that stadium post, post yeah. posthumously. posthumously. Uh, that's just a beautiful statement of the love that that dude you know shared with other people and people wanted to give back to him. It's a beautiful thing, dude. Yeah, and I could, and it was I think it's wonderful that it sold out so fast. Boy, I mean, I tried, dude. I really tried to get tickets. You were going to fly out there? No, no. They're playing, oh. I think it's the 27th or the 23rd at the Forum. Oh, geez. It's going to be the second show. That's what I was getting at earlier. It's like, after going through that those six hours of emotion, joy, sadness, you know, it's, it's, you're like going through the process of grief while watching this show in, in micro form. I don't know if it's going to be like, okay, let's just take the times like these intro. Yes. Like, is that going to be the same thing in L.A.? No, but also, dude, that's, it was outside venue. Yeah. Feeding off that massive crowd. Yeah. Forum is not even half No, I think the forum's like 17 G. Yeah, maybe 16.5. Like, and mind you, that was big for when the forum was there. Yeah. Like when the forum was, you when we were younger, the forum was huge to us. I've only been there once, but it was massive. Yeah, it seemed went, it anyway. It was human when I went for to see Magic and Kareem and them. It seemed like the biggest place I've ever been into in my life when I was a kid. Damn, but you were you were there for that? That's pretty. I amazing. was the, I, a bas- I caught a basketball that night. That's oh, how close that's we were. That's dope. I know, but um, so it was the biggest place. But now I'm shocked they didn't go with the um the new Rams or the 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 football SoFi state. or something. Yes, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they. You know what? Maybe there's a, there might be a thing because this was really put together. It could have been a booking issue. Totally. Staples and SoFi might be just booked out. Yeah. Did you hear but what I happened? To, uh, real quick. Did you hear what happened to SoFi this weekend? What happened? The weekend like went on. Oh, and he and he lost he, his voice within like two songs. He's like, I'm done. You know, I, you know shit happens, but ah, oh, that would be such an inconvenience. That, I would be. And the fun, the weird thing is, I heard Charlie. Charlie, is it Puth? Yeah. Uh, he came out. He's like, "Hey, man, for real, as a singer, it happens." And I was like, "Oh, well, then I can't say." He's like, "It's happened to me." I no, know of how course, it is. of course. Yeah, but I don't two think songs in, man. I saw the little speech he gave right before he left the stage, and it was very sincere. And he's like, "I'm going to come back," and and I'm sure he will. But as okay, um, our friend Summer went to that show. Oof. So that's gas money, hotel, food. Drink, you know, just it's it's a whole process when you don't when you go to a concert and you're staying out of town. Are it's they getting thing. refunded? It's, it's it's a lot of yeah. They did get refunded. Okay, 
But still, that's a lot of wasted time. It is a lot of waste. You don't get refunded for the hotel. Yeah. And then who says that you're going to be able to even go to the other show? And she's not because she got refunded. It was like an immediate refund thing. Because yeah, I think they dude. got theirs on StubHub. But well, anyway. The, the, the tough part is, well, I think the beautiful thing is, you, it makes you look at these bands like Foo Fighters, like yeah. uh, even like Michael and Justin Timberlake and all them cats, how often it didn't happen. They just sung through tour after tour after tour after tour. And they never was like, oh, I lost my voice halfway through. Mm -hmm. It gives me like, wow, it takes like stamina for Dave Grohl to get out there and scream. I don't know how that dude does it night after night. I don't know how he does it. It's nuts, dude. And so uh, even, you know, this, he was able to sing through emotion. Most people couldn't make it through. Oh, God. That was just. I couldn't do it. Like that was not faking, you know, and no, then, and, then, and then take that. OK, let's go back to like, I know this is a real thing, but let's put it into a movie situation again. The way that they filmed that was totally intentional. But you have to, I think it even helped it because the lights are out. Mm-hmm. That intro they do those like the latest thing they were doing on their tour. That's how they opened up when I saw yep. them last. It was that, you know, the keyboards and then the slow and then it kicks in. Um, but he was doing that. And then you're looking at the crowd and then they show that shot of him looking out at that hawk yeah that was like you know he's that's he's singing to taylor dude and it was just like i i don't know i mean mad respect to him dude and i'm sure it took a lot of rehearsals i'm sure that first time back in the studio was super weird super emotional and i'm sure that they had to stop then you know that's a tough i mean that's a that's a very I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, he made it through all the rehearsals. It didn't get him to this. Maybe. And maybe so. Because everyone's feeding. Like, you're doing rehearsals. You're having to stop because you're like, no, no, no. We count to one, two, three. Like, you're having to teach all the band members. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. time to get into it. Lots of business side. Yeah. That's that's very true. One, two, three. Yeah, we got to make sure we hit that thing right there. Mm -hmm. But when you're out there, all of a sudden, you're like, Jesus And it's back. You're back to where, like, you know, he, he died on tour. So it's yeah. like, this is the first time. I, mean, I know he played like a jazz show. He did a couple of things. Like he made some appearances, Dave Grohl did. But, you know, that's his band in front of their first audience since all this happened. Yeah, that's got to be just Also, it's weird to emotion. know that normally behind you was that solid, your, your, your brother. Yeah. And knowing he's not behind you right now. Yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah, you're waiting for him to kick in. You know, yes, you like, have done these songs for 26 years. You know the cues, you know everything, and it's yep. just not there. It is so, and it's just, it was a, that's why I just was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I feel you, but I think if you went back, it's more of a Oh, now I could. Yeah, you know? now I can. Yeah. yeah. I just wasn't ready for what, like, I was like, oh, I want to see this. And when he starts crying, I was like, I can't do this today. But now I'm going to go back and watch it because I'm prepared. Yeah, I was there for that. Like, I was there to to grieve with them, you know, and celebrate with them. That's just. I had no idea how much I genuinely appreciated that man until he was gone. Yeah. And it was, so it blew me away. Like, I, he was just it's just like, you know, you, you know, when you when people die, you don't expect it. So it's just it's always there. It's a crutch. It's something to lean on. It makes you yeah. feel better. And it's just yeah. as soon as that was gone. I mean, it fucking hit me hard. And, and it, I, so I was there for that. I was there to grieve. And I certainly did. You know, it was a celebration. And it, yeah. was, uh, it was fucking fantastic. The whole show. The, the scary part about aging is as we get older, we will see more of our favorites mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And we've you know seen some saying? brutal ones, man. We have lost oh, some. Dude, dude we've Beast lost in the last legends. 20 years, Jay. Yeah. Like, like the thing is, music now 
the landscape of who's around is different than 20 years ago. It's just totally different. You know, we had Prince, you know what I'm saying? We had Michael, I believe, Mm -hmm. you know, all these people, we had Taylor, we had all these monsters that were here on earth, at least walking. And now it's a totally different landscape, which, but which is why, you know, you saying the kids were in the wings, ready to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. That means that there's people waiting in the wings. The thing is, I think they're going to have to do it themselves because now we don't have agents going around seeing these club, these garage bands. No, no, yeah. no. You're just going to have to put it out on iTunes and hope that you the get The game's that changed. The game's changed, but you're just going to have to tour and pay for your own tour. And then one day someone's going to see you and be like, holy crap, this band, right? Yeah. Like they did in the old ska days where they would just do these little festivals. The next thing you know, oh, snap, that band's pretty freaking good. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, I really, I, I'm going to watch the show. I'm not gonna watch Paul again. That was that was heartbreaking. Yeah, let's get okay. Getting back to Paul real quick. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. This is what I think happened. Now I okay. could be completely wrong about this, but I kind of started off talking about you know how the day was progressing with the different bands and everything. And I know I'm abridging the shit out of this, but I was meaning to get back to Paul because to me I felt and and when you watch the concert in its entirety, bro, uh-huh. tell me I'm wrong. I think Paul showed up late because. Dave was out there playing, and the Foo Fighters at times, playing with these other people, playing their songs, right? Yeah. And Chrissy Hind was there with the Pretenders. Uh-huh. And then the Foo's go on, and it's fucking emotional, and then it's like the show just hit a fucking brick wall, and Paul comes out and talks about, I wrote this song. Fuck off, Paul. I Listen, you're Sir Paul, and I get that, bro, but you just fucking like, did the biggest speed bump ever in this performance and listen he's sir paul he's friends with them he he, you know taylor loved him so i get that part but that was just ugh, it was bad dude it was really bad and and this just proves to me that i'm really glad that i didn't go see paul mccartney i get it i'm sure the songs were there i know you had a fantastic time i'm sure you were emotional and all of that and i'm not taking away from that but for me personally i don't want to hear that i would much rather just listen to young paul do it because if that's what he's putting out I am not paying money for that, bro. No, he sounded better at the concert, but I mm-hmm. will say this. He sounded like old Paul mm-hmm. four years ago in Dodger Stadium. He yeah. sounded like the original Paul. This one, number one, since he doesn't put um, lower the keys for songs, you know, Old Darling is high. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a high song. Number two, if you've never done the song live, yeah, I wouldn't try it on stage first. I would be like, you know, let me do a tried and true. We've done it a million times. Like if he would have done yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. People would have been like, you don't have to sing it. Everyone will just sing it for you. But since he did Oh Darling for the first time live, I think he did it for Taylor, which is beautiful. Knowing that maybe Taylor really liked the song or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, his voice. I've never heard his voice like that before. Yeah, I've just- never heard his voice like it that. It was such a just jarring moment to squeeze to shoehorn McCartney in there and I I know it's out of love I know like I said they're friends if you listen to the audiobook or read oh, Dave's book yeah. he talks about it you know to some degree mm-hmm. you know like a whole chapter I think about Paul he and, keeps coming up later on yeah he, like it's yeah. Not, if it's not a whole chapter he keeps coming up but it's quite a bit of time that he spends talking about Paul so I get all of that but it's just like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, hey, man, Paul's, he's running late, but he really wants to do this. Okay, we'll squeeze him in. And that's how it felt to me. Because the moment he left, it all came back again. And I don't know why you would like 
do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it just felt really weird. Like we're having this emotional set. We're playing all these songs, the ones that Taylor shined on, the ones that we know the crowd really wants to hear for the most part. They did play in a bridge set, but, and then let's throw Paul in there and just, oh, it was, it was bad, dude. It almost made me a little angry if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> like shame on you assholes for doing that, but it's their gig. And I think that this, in you know, when all is said and done, I think that the Taylor Hawkins Memorial concert was, that's how you do a memorial concert. I don't think there's really quite ever been anything like that before. And I'm hoping that it sets this gold standard for, you know, it's, it's kind of morbid to think that way, but for other artists that pass in the future that truly deserve to have appreciation, maybe they pass too soon, whatever. That's the way you do a memorial concert. And, Oh, for sure. You know, uh, I imagine that when they play the forum, some of the little choppiness, like, okay, let's just say I'm the producer of this concert, right? The, 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 the streamed version of this concert. Mm-hmm. What I would have done is I would be running video in between sets because they would play. If you watch the whole version, you know, and you're not fast forwarding, you're going to get about 10, you know, it's like watching a concert. The band Absolutely. goes off, they change the stage up, band comes on, you know, et cetera. I would probably put in like slideshow stuff. Yeah. In the streaming, just to keep it going. There's 26 years of a career that they could do video, they could do this, yeah. and they did. But it was like, I feel like the next one's going to be more streamlined. And I'm not sure if they're streaming that on Paramount. Excuse me, Paramount Plus. But I hope they do. I'll watch it. I'm going to be watching everything, being that I'm going to be down from surgery. But I just feel like I, I just don't know if you're going to capture the emotion that was captured in London that day. Yeah. So, but it was it was just uh, you know. 10 out of 10, five out of five, whatever you want to call it. I, it was a beautiful experience and I'm really glad that they did that. And we need to see more of that, but yeah, dude, I, it was, it was, it was awesome. Really awesome. One thing that I will say that I did not mention kind of in the situation with like a uh, Paul McCartney is uh, Russia's Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee came out and they played a set a little bit and they don't change their, they don't tone down either. And Getty Lee has this very high pitched voice. And I've noticed this for years, you know, cause I've seen rush tour many times uh, he fights that. He he really tries to keep that high pitch and he can't do it anymore. And that, it kind of hurts the set sometimes. And so I get it. Like, tone down your stuff. But who are, who am I to tell these guys this? You know, these, these, these people with 50, 40, 50 year careers that are doing just fine. I think they're going to be okay without Dan Ramirez's opinion. And they'll also be okay with your critique. Maybe. They don't give a shit. Of course they'll be yeah, okay. They'll yeah, be who are fine you? with it. So critique them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, now, like, what, what did you think about Brian May's performance? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I don't know how I forgot that because obviously we were going to talk about it. I, okay. You know, I appreciate Queen. Yes, you do. Uh, not the biggest fan like you are. Mm-hmm. That's not a, a hating thing. It's just, no. you know, I, yeah. there's a certain level I go up to. And after that, Absolutely. I, I still appreciate him, but it's just not my thing. Uh, I had no idea that Brian May sang like that. Neither. Gee, I was looking at Marsh. I said, did you know Brian May could sing like this? Yeah. And then we both came to the consensus of, you can be amazing, but when you have a Freddie Mercury in front of you, it makes you not as. Um, that's the only thing. Yeah. But in crushed, any other group, he shines, dude. He, he crushed Love of Mine. Crushed it! And that's a dangerous song to try. Yeah, but that was one of the most beautiful moments of the concert, too, because, you know, Queen's history with Wembley. Oh, dude. It was it was really awesome. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that back up I'm, again, because I honestly would have just forgotten that because I'm just babbling right now, but... uh beautiful so it made it me kind of go okay maybe i will see queen tour 
I still wouldn't. But I, I, I see what you I see what you're saying. Though. Like I'm not, I know how you are, and you, yeah. you it's it's this or nothing, and I get that. I yeah. just it's one of those things. Like I'm a collector of concerts. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? So I it, totally understand. I would say you know you've you've often asked me bucket list, and I'm running out of bucket list concerts. Oh, that's right. You've seen everybody. Yeah, I, I mean. I've seen a lot of people, yeah, at least once. Yeah, I don't have a bucket list anymore. Elton was, but now I don't think he's on my bucket list. Billy Joel's the only bucket list. Yeah, I think Queen is one of those bands that's That's still, you know, functioning in some to some degree. Yeah, I think I would actually go see them and just be like, okay, I know it's not a Freddie night. I know Freddie's not going to be there. I know it's not going to have that Freddie vibe, but it's Queen. Yeah, and I want to go check it out. But I was super impressed with how he sang. Dude, he and the thing is. That song is notoriously difficult. Like, that's a hard song to pull off, mm-hmm. especially because of how well Freddie does it. That's like his signature. As soon as they hear the guitar intro, Wembley goes nuts because they're like, oh, we sing this with Freddie. And Brian May, I dare say, he did one of my favorite versions of the song I've ever heard, dude. And I've only heard Freddie. So I'm like, hey, he rivals. Because he has a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know, which makes sense now. You know, when you hear of all his background vocals he did for Queen, it makes sense now. I'm like, oh, he just, you know, he sung, he sings so well. Yeah. That make, but man, what a, it was so beautiful, dude. And this is the house, not the house, they didn't build it, but it's Queen's house, man. It's Queen's house. It's I'll Queen's give you that, house. For sure. It's incredible, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm missing a couple of people. Uh, Noel Gallagher, Gallagher rather, came out. I heard he got up there and did his thing. He was the opening, and I'm like, ah, at first I'm like, yeah, come, man, really? Because <laughs> it's Noel Gallagher, and yeah. he's just an infamous prick. That's what I hear. He is a, he's the prick of all pricks, but he's talented, you know? I mean, whether you like him or not, Oasis was a very popular band, so they did a couple of Oasis songs. There, I know they're a lot bigger there than they are here. Yeah. Uh, which, so that was cool, and then who was the last? Oh, yeah, and then uh, Lars Ulrich came out, and it's funny to me. You know how I feel about his drumming. <laughs> yeah. And he came out with Brian Johnson, the singer of ACDC, which was nice to see him too. Cause he, uh, he's having some issues too. And I didn't think he was going to even come back to the microphone. Yeah. Kind of Huey Lewis issues. I think it's a hearing thing. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I know. But, uh, so they played some, some ACDC songs and I just thought it was so funny. I'm being a dick right now, but they, they, they chose Lars for ACDC because ACDC is all about two, four, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's not a lot going on with the drums. It's any, any fucking dude in a, in a, you know, a dive bar can do an ACDC cover for the most part. So it was funny that they gave Lars. That. I'm shocked that Metallica wasn't there. I'm glad they weren't. Oh, they tend to make it about themselves, man. It's always even like at the end. You know, Lars has to say something. He gets him. He's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, appreciation. We'll be back. We'll see you next year. Metallica. You know, fucking just stop with the Metallica thing, dude. Please. I cannot go a day. He can't go a minute without saying Metallica. You don't. You know what? The funny thing, the way that he talks about Metallica, you would swear that they're they're a struggling group. Like, I I have to do marketing. Yeah. Like, no, you really. You're kiss at this point. Seriously, you can fucking sell pinball machines, whatever. And people are just going to buy it. your kiss. Yeah, seriously. Have you tried the new Metallica soap? You know, it's it's that. It's all, it's a business at this point. I'm not hating on him. I know like Rob, and Rob's probably rolling his eyes right now. He loves Metallica. And I I do have, I don't have to explain myself. If you've listened to this show for any well, point, no, you know I've, I appreciate them. Everyone but. I've known yeah. that has gone to, I have not heard one person, one person, even from people who weren't fans that have gone to a Metallica show 
and come out and said they didn't like it. They came out, they're like, dude. They're always entertaining. Wow. They're always entertaining. I just yeah, that. so no I, hate. Yeah, I just don't like James Hetfield singing anymore. So that's what I, <laughs> I will I will hang on to that. But if I yeah. can get past that, and usually it takes a few beers, it's always a fun time. So you wouldn't have chosen them for the tribute? Um, One song? I mean... I'll just say that I'm glad they weren't there. If okay, they were there, fair, I wouldn't have fair. I wouldn't have really okay. given it any thought because it makes sense. They're legends. You got to give them their props. But I don't know what they sing to that makes it about Taylor. Because they know. have hits, dude. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes a Metallica show. I can't even picture James Hetfield singing any Foo Fighter songs. Yeah, that's what I'm like. And if they did Inner Sandman, I'd be like, oh, you're at a Metallica show now. Well, that's the thing. You know what? They probably would have done Metallica because that's what a lot of these bands did. They were playing other songs. Yeah, it bring you know what? Well, no, because Lars was there. I was gonna say maybe, maybe uh, Taylor wasn't a huge fan, but I'm sure he was, dude. He that dude just had nothing but love in his heart. He had love for every. In, in worst case, people were fans of his. Yeah. So, and he's not the type to be like, I don't like your stuff. They're like, Oh, I like yeah. what you do too. Yeah. Now, the lovely part is, like you said, Taylor and um and Dave always gave the love to the jazz drummers. They're like, what they're doing up there is magic. Yeah. They're creating magic. And I think that's why they were so good because of where they honed their skills, dude. They were, like Taylor was a legit monster drummer who I don't even think he used the click track. No. He had like an internal metronome that was. And he could, and he could literally play anything. Anything. Dude. Anything. That guy, he could play like, I mean, you know, a lot of people go, it's like, if you can play metal, cool. I get it. You can do double bass, you know, and you're very, you're good with your fills and shit like that. And your blast beats and everything. And I'm not taken away from that. I'm sure he could do that, but he had too much groove in his soul, dude. Like he just, you know, like you said, he had this pocket and, and fuck dude, I just, it just breaks my heart that he's It's a, it's a, it's a bummer. I mean, they, what do they say? They burn bright. The flame that burns twice as bright burns only half as long. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and that was Taylor Hawkins, dude. It, it really is a. It's almost like you're is in this situation. It's like you know, you know, you talk to your your mom or your you know your grandparents or whoever. They remember all. They're like, oh, rock gods were just dying. Mm-hmm. Like we were got we got used to just one after the other after the other after the other. We were blessed to be like our people, our folks. We're living longer lives because, you know, you start taking care of yourself later in the 80s. It turns out, oh, crap, if you do this stuff, you die early. So, you know, health became a thing. But, you know, ever so often we still lose one that's young. Yeah. You know, and it sucks, dude. I couldn't imagine ever been living in the 60s where they're like, yeah, every day you're getting to be like, oh, guess who died? Jimmy Hendrix. Guess who died? This person. Guess Uh who died? You're like, Jesus. Well, yeah. I mean, think about that 27 club. Dude, it was just one. Boom, Mama Cass, uh, Jimmy Jim Morrison, Hendrick. yeah, Jimmy Tim Morrison, Kurt like, Cobain. Well, you're afraid to even like people because yeah. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> if I like this, it's person, like coming out of a bad relationship. I don't want to get too close. Exactly. Like I like this album, but should I even be looking for a second, yeah. or is this just gonna? And so you know, in this situation, we lost a very important part of a very important band. And the good thing is, I don't think. I don't think Dave Grohl's even considering what to do next. I think he's kind of just been like, no, he might take years off, maybe go on like a 60 year old tour in eight years or something like that. But I don't think he goes. I obviously I have no inside info. <laughs> you know, that's, that would be a dumb thing to say. You didn't call him. Yeah. I just have this weird feeling that they may, if they make another album, it's going to be one album. I don't know if they're going to make that album. 
I think Dave will continue to make music. Yes. They may even perform together in some capacity, but I, I don't, if they do fantastic, but there's just something that's just not going to be there anymore. You know what I mean? And I think Dave knows that. I think they all know that. What I would like to see if they're going to go out would be like a farewell tour. Like we were talking about with, with a, that'd with a drummer that'd be beautiful. that, you know, sits in with them and, and yes, again, maybe more of a celebration of over the last 26, 27 years of the band yes. and then go out on a high. Absolutely. Now in the celebration, you're saying you don't want this to be a, in every, like every venue is a Taylor Hawkins. Sad no, 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 like, no, we're no. I'm saying, fighters. yes, we are going to okay. go. This is going to be our celebration. Goodbye tour. Whatever. That would be really, smart. I don't want them to go away. I just don't. And you know, what the fuck do I know? But I just, I just, you know, I, I feel, yeah. You, you've known this group for a long time. dude. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I just, the, that relationship that those two had, I personally have never seen a relationship like that between two guys that are like, like a bond is what I'm trying They're to brothers, say. brothers, man. In rock. I've never yes. seen that. You can talk about like uh, the toxic twins, you know, uh, uh, Steve and Tyler and Joe Perry. That's a, that's a pairing. You could talk about Lennon and McCartney. That's a pairing. But I, maybe you'll disagree with me. I don't think the love was as strong as it was with Dave Grohl. And like you just it, it, put it this way. I don't think they projected that. Well, I also wonder if they might have, I mean, the Foo Fighters has done more albums together than the Beatles have. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, you know, automatically. That's true. You know, they've done they've more known albums. each other. They, they've known each other longer. Like they've known each other for a long yeah, time. Like so this all like, seems so ancient. You're right, because it all seems so ancient, like a million years ago. But yeah, there was it was just this brief moment in time. Really? They only recorded for seven years. Yeah, that's and nothing, so, dude. That's a that's fucking nothing. That's like blinking your eye. <laughs> now. Like yeah. you, but they just made such an impact in seven years right. that it's just like they were recording for 48. No, they weren't. They yeah. weren't doing it. Yeah. And these guys have been recording for two decades. Is it more than that? Foos? Yeah. 26 years. 26 years, yeah. G. Mm-hmm. How long with Taylor? Actually, 27, because I went to their 26 year tour. So 27 years. How long with Taylor? 27? Taylor was only not on the first album. No, dude, I take that back. Taylor came in on the second album, but Dave recorded the drums for the second album. But Taylor was there for uh, the color and the shape. Think about how long that is to know that there are. That is a family relationship yeah. right there. Yeah, that's a familial relationship. And mm-hmm. so I get why. Now, I will say this. If Dave does release a solo album, hypothetically, he just does. Oh, this is just Dave Grohl. I have no doubt it'll be good. Oh, he's because he's done just it. good. He's already done it. But I'm saying post Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. I it's going to be a way different. I could see him going on like an acoustic tour. Oh, he'd be he'd be fantastic. Yeah. You know, because even even though you're not making an album with your brother, guess who you're trying to impress? Mm-hmm. Your brother. You want your bandmates to hear your album and listen to it. And be like, oh, that's dope. Taylor's not there to be the. It's weird, dude. I feel bad for Dave. I really yeah, feel. I feel horrible dude, for it him. It makes me just so sad. It really does. And. I, and no one really has called me like, like, you're being kind of silly, bro. You know what I mean? No, but no. I've questioned it because like, I am so invested in this, no, man. Dude. And it's just so That's fucking 27 heartbroken. years, dude. Yeah, man. Like, you know, we've already talked. We've done a lot of talking about the, his death, you know, over the course of the last couple of years. Or excuse me, a couple of months. But uh, I, I don't, I just can't explain it. I just have never had this type of a, a feeling for a rock, a musician that was taken yeah. away. 
And it just well, blows my mind that I'm still I wasn't this as upset. invested as you were. Yeah. Like in the I didn't band. know I was that invested. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and but it was it's, still... it's formative. Like this band was formative for this. Like like you know, I was I was dating my wife yeah, dude. when we saw them the first time. Yes. You know, and, and I had kids and my kids learn the songs. It's the just, soundtrack to your life. Yeah, there's part a of your of mine, life. There's a friend of mine. She's a listener too. Uh, I'm not sure if she's listening much anymore because she's a teacher and very busy. But her name's Kristen, and that's kind of how we like kept our friendship because you know time takes Absolutely. people away from each other. But Absolutely. we were always able to go back to the, the food. Fighters. Yeah, and and yeah, and it just brought. It was just I've just had some of the best best times of my life going to these shows, and it's just like it just you just know it's not even if they toured if they toured next week, it will not be the same. That's that, and that's another reason why I was just like, I need to start going to. Th- you just don't know. You don't, dude. And so, you know, even though I wasn't as invested as you were in uh, in twenty seven years, when I saw that, I thought I was reading it wrong. I was like, oh, you mean another Taylor? Yeah, Hawk. Like you think you're reading something wrong because yeah. it's like, wow, this is downright yeah sad news. Dude. I'll never forget where I was when I heard it. Who's the first person I heard it from? How I felt. I mean, it was it's terrible. It was a sad. I think it was Saturday. I know that. I know it was March twenty fifth. I think it was a Saturday. I was at Target with my daughter. She's like shopping around. I'm walking around the freaking makeup aisle while she's like buying some supplies uh-huh. and shit. And I'm like bored, so I'm looking on my phone because makeup's not my thing. Yeah. And I see Kevin Shanks is the one that actually put that up. Like, oh my god, what a loss. And I'm like, all right, Kevin, you better be fucking with me right now. <laughs> you Dude. know what I mean? And then I started looking, and it was just like, oh my god, it's true. And and then. I told my daughter who loves them and we just got quiet and we just kind of went, let's go. And we went home and we told Gail and then she got upset and it was a really weird night, man. It's it was a really weird night. And then I went into my bedroom and I fucking cried. <laughs> yes, dude. And, and the thing is, it, it teaches us, man, look, if you have an idea of a band you might want to see yeah. in their original form, mm-hmm. if they're in your area, even if you're just like, I like a few of this. Just go. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. You don't be like, oh, I'll just see them when they come around the next. You don't know. I don't I, know. I and I, I my, that's why my as you've seen this last year, I've been like, I gotta go see these. Yeah. Now these Steve, people, man. You know for a fact that you're a hard nut to crack. If you don't want to be cracked, it just ain't gonna be cracked. Yes. I regret not really almost being a dick, or just maybe not being a dick, but being just obnoxious about getting you to go to that last show in December. I really wanted you to go. Well, you know, I was going to go see, you know, like, Oh no, it's on my bucket list. To yeah. See well, but that's the thing. Yeah. You, I you never you know, that one, but you never know. And now it's even more important, but like, it makes me sad because I have video from that show. I do have the intro. I, I I've, I'm learning that I don't want to keep, I like to film things, but I don't want to be the guy that sees the concerts behind oh, the phone dude. all the time. Oh, but man. certain you know, certain occasions or for instance, when I was at Tenacious D, I'm in the second row. I'm sure I'm going to get some good video. Of you know course. what I mean? But at that show at the Save Mart Center, I filmed the intro and that's literally all I filmed. And I'm glad I got it. But what makes me sad about it, and I could show it to you one day. That night I knew something was off, dude. And I, I know I've mentioned that before, but Taylor didn't look you right. You said that. Yeah, dude. he you didn't look it. right, dude. He was like extra skinny because Taylor's, you know, they both have those big mouths. You know, <laughs> big teeth and big mouth. And he just looks so sucked up, like not skeletal, but almost. But he you looked said that Grohl, you're like, he was drinking in the eye or something like that. You're like, something's wrong. It was it was this. It was that they were playing a show 
And they were saying all the things they normally say. Yeah. And they were, you know, this ain't it, motherfuckers. We're still going to keep going all night. And all that shit was there. Dave wasn't joking quite as much, but I don't. Maybe I'm just reading into that. Because last time I saw him, it was like he was a goddamn stand-up comedian and had the whole crowd laughing and everything yeah. like that. And this time it was just a little bit more business. But I just kept thinking, man, something just didn't feel right. I don't understand it. I have a level of excitement when I see a, a Foo Fighters show. I mean, I've literally lost my yeah. voice singing at these things. Absolutely. And, and coming out and talking about it, at not you know, just boring people with it for the, a week after. I don't think you bore people. I really think. No, I mean, I'm just, in. I'm, I'm yeah. kidding. But I'm saying. Yeah. You know, the, the energy's there. And that night, I'm like, man, something just didn't feel right. And then sure as shit, they flew to New York. They didn't say who. They said that they had to cancel because they were going to go to New York and then fly out the next day to Dubai to play a show for some race, like at the, the end of a big race festival or some shit like that. And um, they said that they had to cancel that. and post, not can, Yeah, they had to cancel it because a member, quote unquote, member of the Foo family had a medical emergency. Okay. And I knew then, I'm like, it's fucking Taylor. I know it's Taylor, dude. And I okay. think I think he's on drugs again. I really was thinking that. And, and they never said anything. And then he was just gone. <laughs> just was fucking... Save Marcino the last? No, no. They oh. played. They, they actually, he died on tour in, I want, is it Spain or Chile? I can't remember where they were. But um, yeah, he died on tour. So... Oh my god, terrible, dude! Just what a terrible, 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 terrible thing to happen! And but a beautiful celebration, beautiful celebration. to follow up. You know, I'm so. going. To, I'm gonna obviously over time, as you know, once I get on my YouTube kick, over time, I'm going to watch. Have watched the shows and um, you know watched all the performance. Oh, most of the, I'm not going to watch Liam Gallagher. I'm not going to watch the Gallagher. Nah, Noel. you can I'm skip that. that. Um, probably I'm not going to watch Metallic or Law. You know, me and Lars, dude. I can't even look. It was at a it. fun performance, but it, it's uh it was a fun performance, I'll say that. It, it was fun. I'm, that Justin Hawkins guy is kind of crazy. The guy from the darkness. He uh he had this really awkward moment. He so so too much to the point that he actually had to like release a statement about it <laughs> because they're like, "Hey, let's bring out Brian Johnson and uh why am I blanking? Holy shit. Uh Oh my god. And Lars Ulrich. Sorry about that. Let's bring out these guys and we're going to play some ACDC songs. And they played them and everything, but the, Justin Hawkins was unannounced. So what you see, if you're not paying attention, is all of a sudden you see they're, they're singing, I think it's Back in Black. And then he just comes out on stage and he's literally grabbing the microphone, excuse me, the microphone from Brian Johnson and like singing in it. It's, it's, it's a weird kind of struggle because, because it was like they're going, they're, they're like trading verses and then it's time for Brian Johnson to sing and Justin Hawkins will not let go of the microphone. It was kind of weird. So everyone's like, what the fuck? And then it looks kind of like he's like dismisses him. But what really happened was Brian Johnson had asked him to come out and do that with him. Hey, come out and sing the song with me. And he's like, well, I don't even really know. Like I'm going to have to look it up on my phone and I, I kind of don't want to do this. But Dave apparently told him, listen, when Brian Johnson tells you to do something, you fucking do it. Yeah. So he's like, okay. So he, so he was, you know, expecting to have his microphone ready to go or whatever. And then when it was time for him to come out, his microphone wasn't working. Oh, okay. So, you know, but Brian Johnson and, and afterwards you do see it, you see Brian Johnson wave him out like, come on out, man, and do the thing. So it was all like purpose, like, like it was purposely done, but it was just kind of done awkwardly because the microphone thing. And people but, were like, what the crap is happening? Cause it's, yeah. But that guy, Justin Hawkins, man, he's a good sport and he's a pretty good singer too. I mean, he's, he's definitely got a, uh, like a falsetto thing that some people hate, but and not all the time, by the way, but it is one of his things that he does. He likes to sing kind of like eighties 
rock with the okay. high falsetto. But super fun to watch. And yeah, I was I was glad that he was there too. I'm impressed, man. I, I'm, I can't wait to watch it. And thank you for the the rundown, dude. This was really good, man. Thank you, Dan. It was a lot. Yeah. I mean, guys, I guess uh, we haven't been back for a while, but this Taylor Hawkins thing, if you know wow. me, means a lot. I didn't think I was going to be able to rap about it that much, if I'm being honest with you. I but. knew. I knew. Because yeah. I, I really had things I wanted to ask you, and I'm glad that you gave me the performances. You, What I got from this is it was beautiful, and I knew that there was going to be way like very few performances that I didn't want to see. And I was like, let me find out what I don't want to see. And you've helped me with that. Say, watch all of them except these and you'll be fine. And so yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward. Gave to you the it. cliffs notes. Yes. And now I, I can't wait to, I know there are certain ones that I really, really, really want to see. And uh, uh, if I can make it through times like that, I don't know how long it's going to take me to watch that though. Uh, at this point, I'm desensitized. I've watched oh. it so many times. I'm desensitized. Well then, yeah. See, I got to get to that that point because I really, I that's one of my. Uh, no, actually, it's. I don't think they do my favorite songs on on their their tours. Really, I don't think anymore. Who? But that's fine. Who are you uh, talking about? The Foo Fighters? Yeah, they don't do my favorite. Yes, song. they do. My favorite song, <laughs> guaranteed. They do "Bridges Burning." Yeah. I thought they stopped doing that. I watched a concert and they didn't do it. Well, they didn't do it the last tour, but they yeah they still play that song often. I've heard that song so many times live. Well, then I've been watching the wrong because once I start a, a concert, oddly enough, I'll just have it playing in the background. I'm like, yeah. eh, might as well keep it, <laughs> keep it going. Yeah, you know. And they don't, but but man, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful group they are and were. All of them are still around, having a good time with their families. So they still are still are a group, a family. Mm-hmm. But they've they're one of their members has gone on and, uh, you know, to yeah. to uh, rest whatever in peace, you believe Taylor Hawkins. There. Yes, that you know that's the crazy thing, Steve. Before we go. Is uh, you know I'm I'm more or less an atheist. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. I'll just say that I don't believe in God. I'll just say that. Uh-huh. So I guess I, by definition, that makes me an atheist. I really wanted to that day. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I really wanted to have like Taylor looking down and seeing how appreciated he actually was. I know Absolutely. that's a cheesy thing to say, but I'm like, man, if there was ever a time <laughs> that I could have that, that would have been the time. Well, there's this big old thing going around, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, there's a big idea going around where they're saying on your birthday tell the person what you would say at their funeral so that they know Hmm. don't wait to the funeral to say this amazing thing they're like birthdays should make sure you're you do speeches as if this is there because you don't know well i'll expect you you to write up a full speech for me steve oh dude i can give you understand i think i could have dan in tears give me (laughs) give me a typewriter give me a typewriter and all of a sudden, this dude's crying like a herb. You heard it here first. He's going to make <laughs> me cry on my birthday. <laughs> hey, are you... Uh, Could be the pain meds, just so you know. Dude, you got to give me um, the information of what, what we're going to do, what's happening on that day. So I could at least, if it's on a weekday or whatever, the 50th is a is a takeoff of work day if you're doing something. I'm going to be off on surgical leave. So I don't know what so I'm going to be doing. What? But I'll be yeah. up and like, I should be up and at him because... If I have it my way, we were we've already gone to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, snap. yeah! I'm still down, dude. Seriously, I'm just like I'm, I'm hesitating to buy the ticket. Oh until no, we I, are going until I, I wake up. <laughs> then I'm gonna buy a ticket. Okay, yeah, I, I'm gonna we're gonna go so that uh, I mean, Homeboy put out a thing saying that he's going opening night. What's dude's name that wrote? He wrote with writes with Eric Dickerson. Oh, homeboy! Yeah, no, I don't Damn. know. Damn, he wrote Doctor Strange. 
He ra- he writes horror movies with Eric. He re- he recently wrote that one with Ethan Hawke. Anyway, he was like, I'm going to uh, Halloween Horror. What's the Ethan Hawke movie that I like with the mask? The Black Phone. Yes, he wrote. Are the they Black doing Phone. a Black Phone? Yeah, they have a black. He said, "I'm going to see what they did with my the story." Oh my I god, Steve! Yeah, he's like, "I'm going to see what they did." To, and I said, "Oh my god!" He went from podcaster to journalist, and now he's going to see what the. This is crazy, man. He was a podcaster. I feel like a schlub right now because his name has escaped me. So I'm going to look it up just to get his name some is. Um, I'll tell you right now. Damn it! You're talking about Joe Hill. No, or Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrick. He writes with Scott Derrickson. Uh, then I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, hold on. You know what? I'm just. Gonna, I have I'm gonna... credits for me here on Black Phone, anyways. Joe Hill, Scott Derrickson, and C. Robert Cargill. C. Robert Cargill. Is that who it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a podcaster, and then he started writing articles about horror movies. And next thing you know, he's writing a movie, and now he's getting to. Now he's seeing his freaking one. One of the movies he's now written. At Hollywood Heart, he's, it's such a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Just like um, um, my boy from that that. Oh my God! What is wrong with my brain today? <laughs> he just did pray. Amber Mid Thunder. I can't. Oh, wait to Tan, see Oh, Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah, yeah, Dan Trachtenberg. I was just I saw a picture. He of was a podcaster. Like these people that are just like on the podcast, being like, "Well, I'm gonna try to you know film some more of my movie to see yeah. what happens." I'm like you. Like these folks are saying. There's only one shot. Let's just go. Do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember listening to this. Hey, chase your dreams, man. As Steve Hudson would say, shoot your shot. Dude, you might as well. Just like you, Dan. Shoot your shot, man. I still think you should get up on uh, open mic one day. We'll see. I really do, man. We'll see. And we'll see, I, you know one person will be laughing. If not <laughs> laughing at the jokes, the awkwardness of it all. Yeah. It would You'll make me, me seem funny. <laughs> They'll be like somebody. You'll get the crowd laughing at me one of the two. <laughs> Probably the latter. <laughs> By the way, I did not think that Amber Midthunder was the uh, person you were talking about. I just when I pulled it up on IMDb, she's the first person I saw. And since I mentioned her name, I can't wait to see what she does. I think she's gonna oh, be she's a star. gonna be fantastic, dude. She's gonna be a star, bro. Also, for sure. Side note: next, though, maybe for our next our next uh, show, we're gonna have to get into this "Don't Worry, Darling" situation, dude. I was ready. <laughs> Can we just real quick? Because it's going to be all news. I got to go, man, because I know they're on their way at any second. Okay, listen. Here's the deal. Let's work this out. I usually don't work this shit out on the on the air, if you so to speak. Uh, we owe you guys a uh, it's it's a new month, so we owe you guys a Patreon show. This is what I want to talk about, Steve. To some degree, I'm not saying you have to do all of this. <laughs> yes. Certainly that, and hopefully this week we can do. Maybe this weekend we can get together for a quick Patreon. Yeah. Knock that out. Uh, I want to talk about that because. That's wild. It's Olivia Wild. <laughs> you beat me to it. Um, Melissa Slaughter actually was like my, like my roving Hollywood reporter, and she broke it down for me. You know what I mean on 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 the what's going on. Maybe. Oh, I like where your head's going here, Steve. Since she has it all down like nothing, hmm. maybe she should be uh, on the show. We will work out a date, and then I will yeah. definitely send that to her because I always love having Melissa on the show. Is she a Harry Styles person? No. Oh, wow. Nor should anyone be. Oh! My daughter was a Harry Styles person. She now thinks he's a douche, but not because of this situation. Hey, so, okay, before I leave, I'm just going to leave it with this question. Did mm-hmm. he spit on Chris Pine? <laughs> I kind of think he did. So do it, dude. I'm, if people are saying that he didn't, I'm like, the way I'm looking, he definitely made a spitting motion. Yeah, well, here's the, yes, you see his lips. Yes, pucker. and then Chris Pine looks at his lap. Like, 
You motherfucker. Yes, you just dude. However, the other, the opposite argument is that because you, you do see him fumbling with like his sunglasses. And someone was saying that he had his sunglasses versus his regular glasses to watch the show. I oh, come that. on. I don't buy that. That's like some uh, no. some MAGA logic. Like, he nah-uh. spit Didn't on happen. him. No, <laughs> you know he spit I mean? on him, dude. You just lit that building on fire in honor for Trump. Uh-uh. No, we didn't. We Gee. didn't. It's not burning. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I, you know what? Just for the juiciness of it, because it is kind of a, it's a juicy little story, dude. I, I think he did. Bro, I'm sure. We'll shocked. talk about that. If it didn't happen, if it did happen. Yeah. The, the, the wherewithal of Chris Pine to be like, I don't even need to make a big deal about this. But if he did spit on him, and this is real talk, Marvel should cut everything he does with them. Oh, yeah. Marvel should not be working with a guy who spits on an actor in front of camp. You just shouldn't reward this. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially someone that's just gotten into the game. Yes, he's been around musically for a while, but he's just getting into the game. Gee. This 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 is this is bad behavior. He's lucky he didn't get caught. And, and you know what? Even if he didn't spit on him, it's bad protocol going. It's not all completely his fault, but that's bad protocol, man. You're going into your one of your first movies, fucking around with the director. Like you know what? I used to kind of like Olivia Wilde, and people have their their situations. You know, we've all been through personal shit in our relationships. But that seems from from the reader's side of things, the viewer's side of things, that whole thing just seems hella shady. And I want to talk about. it. I'm here for that kind of shit. I like the cheese mess, senor. Oh, yeah. And I also want to talk about how much did she because, you know, she put out that article talking about, you know, oh, I saw this on the, uh, one of the, a blacklisted, uh, a blacklisted script, mm-hmm. changed a few things and kind of made it my own. People are like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. That means you took someone's <laughs> idea yeah. that you, you, you kind of played. <laughs> right a little bit, what you did. And, then, and then just so I know where you're at with this whole thing. Did you see the video of her talking to Shia? Uh-huh. Okay, so we got shit to talk about And you know, my episode. son said, he's like, this is the first time Shia has come out in a good light. In Sort of. And he's like, I think it'll be back downhill for him. Yeah, but he'll fuck the, up sooner or later. Yeah. He said, this is the first time people are like, oh, Shia released something that's kind of, dude, Olivia's. Hey, the Dacus should be happy, even though he was heartbroken. He should be watching this and be like, you know, maybe I kind of. Dodged a bullet here, even though he's he's he is attached to her for at least 18 years. Do you think that Shia LaBeouf would say that this is the epitome of uh, bad protocol? <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember it, but it's funny. Yeah, he, he's, he was trying he to say epitome. epitome. He said it's the epitome. Yeah, dude. dude. Good shit. Hey, uh, and, and before and uh, yeah, I got to get out of here. Yeah, we'll go. Listen, this is what I want to talk about. We'll get out of here. Steve's got to do. He's got people coming over his house. He's a fancy pants these days. This is what I will at least be talking about on the Patreon episode that hopefully we record this weekend. Uh, I want to talk about House of Dragon. I want to talk about Hulu's This Fool, which Steve and I... uh, We have a lot to say about that show. Um, I would like to see where we are with She-Hulk so far. And then I will just say, because I put in the work, that I did watch Samaritan (laughs) on on Amazon Prime. So I got some shit to say about that Why one too. And that? I also want to know what Steve Hudson's opinion of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, I want to know. Okay. That says a you lot. Say know. no more. Yeah, yeah. Say no more. Ladies and gentlemen, you have listened to the first Heroes of Noise episode in quite a while, at least on the uh, regular feed. We kind of killed it today, G. I have a great time talking with you, dude. I had a fun time. So hopefully y'all did too. And um, yeah, I, I, I will talk about this off mic, but Steve, I would definitely like to do a Patreon show this week. And I got Absolutely. a lot to talk about still, man. We, there's still a lot going on in my life. You know what I'm of saying? Of course. So with that, you want to take them out? People, I love you. 
Hey, and make sure whoever you love in your life, let them know, give them hugs, because we do not understand how short this life is. We do not understand until someone is lost. Let that not be the reason that you don't get it. Love whoever you love. Hug them. If you're mad at someone that you love, squash it today. And even if they're like, I'm still right, fine, whatever. Love, love, love. I'm out. That's advice I need to take in my personal life, but I'll leave it at that. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back very soon. We'll be back in a, about a week with the regular show. We're going to do, oh, no, we're, we're bi-weekly. That's right. So we'll come back. But I'm going to tell you something. This is something that I'm going to do. I know Steve's got to get out of here. Uh, I think what I'm going to start doing is some of the Patreon shows that we're doing because we are doing more now. I'm going to start putting those into the regular feed, but at a later time because as a bonus or as a courtesy to the patrons, they get that first. But I'm going to start releasing some older shows, too, just because we're bi-weekly. And, you know, there's there's a lot of heroes that you have not heard. So that's all for now. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 